This game is closer than my shave this morning. Alright you guys, welcome to We're Podding This Together. You know, it's the podcast where we guide you through all of your favorite or not-so-favorite Disney Channel original movies. Thanks for listening, you guys. We hope you enjoy today's episode. I'm Josh. I'm Lori. I'm Sammy. And we also have a wonderful special guest today. I'm Gina. Thank you for being here today. I'm so Princess excited. Diaries Wave. I'm so excited to be here, Princess Diaries Wave. Well, I hope you put on your bowling shoes, because today we're taking a look at Ellie Cat's Strike. This is the movie where a group of hip retro teenage outsiders become involved in an interschool bowling rivalry. So this one had a lot of people who had been in a lot of other stuff. Like the dad was the dad from Sister oh, Sister. I noticed like the val- production value of this one was significantly different. The camera shots were, it seemed like they were staged a little better. They like had houses and schools and like they, it felt more like a real movie than some of the other decoms. And the music of it too. Um, most of it was made by the Bill Elliott Orchestra, I found out, which is a pretty big deal or was a pretty big deal band based in LA that features 19 people. Elliott, like the guy who did it all still does that and i guess this film like scored a lot of stuff for film and actually worked with john lithgow one time on like a children's orchestra thing for a while which is pretty cool yeah i would say of all the uh soundtracks we've had so far which could be an entirely different show of just rating soundtracks (laughs) that this one scored quite well i think it was very unique. It almost felt like they would be songs that would be on the radio in, like, the four seconds of Big Band that happened in the 90s. Yes. But they were all original for this movie. But they also kind of juxtaposed it with a lot of, like, 90s music. Just to, like, offshoot it and say, like, oh, this music is so weird. Right? And he, the kid name-dropped Aerosmith like it was some hip new band. I'm like, this is 2000. This is, like, after um. their second comeback. Like, at this point, Steven Tyler's, like, 90 already. He's not... <laughs> Uh, I, the whole time I was trying to think of who Alex, the main character, I guess, uh, I, I was trying to think who he looks like. I could not think of it until the end. And I was like, he kind of looks like Harry Styles. I don't agree. I don't agree either. No. I think he looks like, no, I think he looks like one of the members of the Naked and Famous. I don't know what any of them look like, oh. so I agree with you. He looks like a Canadian Harry Styles. He did seem got, very okay, Canadian. I got one on my side. That's okay. Okay, no, she didn't say he she he looked like Harry Styles specifically. He looked okay. like Canadian. I just meant like, yeah. Okay, opened up. This movie opens up with Alex opening his closet. It looked like a oh. Sears commercial for like the first ten minutes of this thing. The, this movie likes its montages. It did. It like zoomed in on his bowling shirt, and he's like, "That's not my name." It said Wes on it or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. We get a lot of wonderful zoom-ins on this movie. This whole first part of this movie is kind of just focused on uh, Alex and all of his friends. Yeah, they get the jocks come up and like start trying to talk to him. And I don't think the jocks were being particularly 
mean and they just like start freaking out and being super aggro and mean and calling them names and telling them they're stupid and then so the jocks kind of retaliate and then Todd comes up and kind of splits it up and tries to de-escalate the situation and they're like yeah of course Todd would do that and it's just like he did the right thing you guys were being assholes and he probably just saved you from getting your asses kicked honestly for the whole first part of this movie I didn't know if I supported the jocks or the weird group of kids who were just, like, being rude and closed off for no reason. I just didn't understand their motivation. Like, how did this ha- how did this start? That That's exactly where I was, maybe, when I was in high school, where I, like, I hated sports. I didn't want to hear anything about it. But at the same time, I wasn't, like voicing that especially to the jocks who care about this so much and who are working really hard to be good at it i'm not gonna like tear down what they're working so hard on for especially when they're bowling and they're like essentially doing the same thing yeah they're bowling and they're trying to be the best they can like we don't care about winning like but you still care about being the best how is that any different bowling is a sport yeah it was so i didn't get that I didn't get Alex at all because he, I don't know, I didn't understand his motivation because he was supposed to be really good, but also didn't care about the major leagues and, but also wanted to be the best in town or something. I don't know. I had a hard time following the motivations of anybody in this movie. Todd didn't make sense to me either because at one point he's like I want to be the best bowler in the world and then the next minute he's like making fun of bowling and then again he's like teach me how to bowl and then they try to teach him how to bowl and he's like don't tell me what to do and it's like yeah his motivation for one was confusing I also didn't understand I didn't understand Alex's motivation because like he's like I love bowling bowling's my life or whatever but then you were like they were like, oh, the dad I, at one point says, like, you could be a professional bowler. And he's like, no, no, I don't want that. I'm like, then what do you want, kid? Like, figure figure out your life. <laughs> it, yeah, nothing really seemed to line up there. We cut to the basketball game, Todd. And it's fun. They never, they very rarely ever just say Todd. It's Todd, the golden boy. Does very well. And everybody hates him because he's he, yeah, he's a got it. he's a decent kid. Wait, what? What color? The silver, the, boy? the bronze boy. Uh, oh my god! Oh. Drink every time they call okay. boy half silver. Alex and his friends are all at the bowling alley. We find out that the dad's the owner of the bowling alley, and West Appleton wins the basketball game. And I think this is the first time they specifically mention the school's name, and it was cracking me up because we have Thompson, which. As somebody with the last name of Thompson, it's, like, the most basic, normal last name you could have. But aside from him, we have, like, Mayor Macklemore, which I guess at that time wouldn't have been as funny, but every time they said it, I just imagined the rapper Macklemore yeah. cracked me up. And we have Coach Fetters. We have, like, Sweet Lou. We have Mayor Hamburger with an N, though, not an M. So it's not Hamburger. And then just Thompson. Like... <laughs> How cool would it be, though, if your dad, like, owned a bowling alley or your friend's dad owned a bowling alley? You could just hang out. There. Especially since it seemed like he was a pretty cool dad, too. He was very pep-talky. Like, a little too pep-talky for me. His borderline stepdad pep-talk level. Yeah, like, every time it's like, bring it in, son. Like, no matter if you're my son or not, come on, I got, I got to teach you some lessons. Like, every scene. <laughs> I have two arms and only one kid to hug right now. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can we just talk how we didn't know anything about his mom until the last? She shows like, up at the scene. end, <laughs> and the first thing she says is, "I love you." I assume she was like, dead. Who is this? Uh, I, I forgot about her, but they they make a brief comment in the middle of it. Grandpa might be done with with treatment or out of the hospital in time for the big game. And then she shows up at the end. But, like, there's, like, an hour in between that minuscule comment where you're like, oh, mom died, I guess. Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) She just really was not part of this movie. Not that all parents have to be, but. Classic Disney. Only one parent. Yeah. So we kind of learned that the bowling alley isn't making a ton of money. Which, for it not doing very well, the dad is always busy doing something. It's like, why are you cleaning these shoes? Like, I guess he was just dusting, but it seemed like he was always cleaning up after customers that had just left. Unless the kids are just, like, purposely making a mess, so dad's busy. Or he's just bored. Overall, this town had, like, a lot of small town places. There, like, there was a small town soda shop, like, a little, like, pizzeria that the cool kids hang out with at the other side of town had another bowling alley like <laughs> oh yeah like at first i thought this was small like super small town and then i was like wait a minute you guys have two schools two bowling alleys it looked like there was two mares in this whole thing but it was for appleton so it was west appleton and east appleton are they two different cities because it made it seem like it was the same city but different high schools because that's very confusing I think it's two different cities. Maybe it was like one city at one point and just got too big for its britches. Or maybe it was becoming, it was two, two small towns becoming a big town. Um, so after this giant basketball game, everything seemed to be going well. And they thought that they had like this giant win for the, what is it called? The Apple Trophy or something? Apple Town Trophy? Oh, oh Okay. They thought they had this in the bag. They're like, yeah, we're going to totally beat them at basketball. And then they get thrown a curveball. We're going to do bowling. So how does the Mighty Apple thing work? It's just like, it's like the Olympics, several different sports. No, it was originally just supposed to be basketball, but they tied. So then they're like, we can't play basketball again. We're going to bowl. Somehow that was decided, I guess. Oh, okay. To like yeah, break like the they tie. Maybe one year do swimming, next year do tennis. It wasn't super clear. They could have just made it a bowling competition to begin with and, like, forced the jock to play bowling. To play bowling? Force the jock to bowl. It could have been just, you know, he needs an extra credit to graduate or something. Like Some schools do have bowling as a class. Yeah. This seemed to be school-sponsored. They were, like, he was, like, bowling club. So... Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a team. But still, yeah. like, there was no one on... They they seemed like they never competed. It was just like... Yeah. Yeah, there's a bowling team. Either way, Todd was signed up for the bowling club as a joke by one of the other kids. Somebody's clearly running the... Like, somebody has to be running the bowling club. Somebody has to be, like, taking attendance. I, I didn't quite understand why Todd had to be the one to be winning this competition. Yeah, I think it was just a way to set up that he's uh, he's a reluctant hero. He doesn't want to be... He has all this pressure placed on him to be the best at everything, and maybe he doesn't want to be the best at everything. Maybe he just wants to have some fun. The main point isn't about the Apple Bowl or the Apple Golden Apple 
trophy award. It's that if they lose, they have to bake a bunch of apple pies or give them applesauce. I can't remember which is which, but it was a very big deal. Something like one had to give cider, one had to give pies. We get to see some bowling practice. Todd predictably sucks. Elisa tries to help him, and then he's like, I'm fine, I can do it. It's just bowling and stupid, and gets all pissed off at her. He doesn't need a woman's help. Oh. I thought, there's a scene that I was expecting to pay off later. Like, maybe Todd would start playing. There's, like, they're all hanging out, and the girl, who's, like, barely in it, is sitting there playing a computer game of bowling. Mm -hmm. And Todd looks by it and kind of starts questioning it, and then Alex yells at him for whatever reason. And I was expecting it to kind of lead up, like, the only reason I made note of it, I was expecting it to be, like I said, like, Todd would eventually use computers to, like, learn on his own and then come in and, like, blow them all away. Be like, I don't need you. I thought they were going to directly lead into, like, bowling has angles and math and, yeah, velocity. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to learn how to bowl. But instead, (laughs) like, nothing happened. Yeah, that didn't pay off at all. Shockingly, something was shown in a Disney movie that was unnecessary. <laughs> so what do we know about the rivals? The, the east side. The west side? The other east side. side. The east side. They hired, like, some some fancy coach named Waxaw McGraw. Waxaw <laughs> <laughs> McGraw. The trench coat thing? Yes. I don't remember the part where they trade bowling lessons for the lady lessons. It's when they, when he gets, so he invites him to the party that the cheerleader girl is having. Thirsty Lauren. Uh, Lauren, uh huh. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to go to your pity party. And then she invites Max, and Max is like, oh yeah, totally. Alex. Go. Ugh, Alex. <laughs> Why do I keep saying Max? Who's Max? Because at the beginning of the movie, his shirt says Mac, and he's like, don't be fooled, that's not my name. (laughs) He got you, John. (laughs) You were bamboozled. Either way, Alex decides to go to this party with all the popular kids, even though it's not really something he'd do. Between this and Smart House, like, I don't remember parties like this when I was in high school. And I'm sure they happened, like, as an adult. I'm like, 100% this was going on. And I just didn't, I wasn't part of that whole life. I I was never invited. Yeah, I guess I wasn't invited either. (laughs) This is the only part of this movie I've ever seen before. It was on Disney Channel for, like, five minutes when I was walking into the room. And it stuck with me for all of these years. And I never knew what it was from. (laughs) <laughs> but I always thought that's how parties were supposed to be, and I, like, was let down my entire life. I mean, ulti- ultimately, for him not really fitting in, I think the party went really well for him. And they kind of, like, really opened up, and they are like, yeah, let's let him in, let's be nice, since, you know, they're doing this whole bowling thing. We go back to more practice! Bowling dad compliments Todd, and Alex gets upset because Todd sucks. Everybody likes him, how dare he? Honestly, I was on Todd's side this whole time. Same. Because I couldn't stand, like, the attitude of the bullying kids. They, like, I understand him being upset that they weren't motivated enough. But for me, they were, like, 
I don't know. They just didn't care at all. Well, and he was in such a crappy situation, too. Like, it, it wasn't him forcing his way onto the bowling team. He's like, oh, my friend signed me up, but I don't want to let you guys down now because you need me. Yeah. So here I am. And I'm he's trying. he's showing up. He's trying. He's like, maybe he didn't accept all of their advice from the get-go, but, like, he's slowly kind of coming around and, and willing to work with them. The mayor character, dude. He just, like, he he uh, crashes the bowling practice, and he's like, Hey, kids, don't let me down, because I've made bets on you. And they're all like, what? What all did he bet? He bet, like, the name of the school. Was it a new school, or were they changed? Like, I don't... Oh, I think there was a holiday. There was, like, if... Oh, they're going to have a parade, yeah. So... But later, there was definitely, like, a school name that was bartered, yeah. I think. Yes, so there was a parade... There were there was some apple pie apple cider, and there was the school name. Either you were mm-hmm. going to be east or you were going to be west. And don't forget the trophy, which like this is the last and year the they're doing it, so forever. I guess the schools were coming together or something. I think yeah, I think the schools were coming together before this the bowling situation. Like I think they knew going into the school year that. Things were changing. Um, oh, so that's why they're getting rid of the trophy because the yeah, yeah that's that's okay. about as much as I caught. <laughs> so uh, I think Todd and Alex kind of start warming up to each other, and they kind of like go on some espionage, and they go to check out the other team. And that team is real good. They know how to handle their balls. They do, and like they're all coordinated. Like all three of them were throwing them at once. Which, when you're bowling, by the way, if the person in the lane next to you is about to bowl, you wait. Like, they were doing it wrong. You're not supposed to do that. Lesson. Maybe they were doing it, like, as a as a practice of, like, you know, you're, there's going to be distractions at this bowling alley, so you better be able to get good at people just coming up and bowling on you. I just had a flashback to dodgeball. <laughs> you better get good of people coming up and bowling <laughs> on you. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's synchronized bowling. Is that a thing? I bet it is a thing. The other team, I guess, at some point, Todd slunk away, and the other team finds Alex spying on them, and they start to confront him. And then Todd like barrels in. He's like, "Hey, man, I told you not to do this," even though this is all his idea. And just like drags him out and then shoves him up against a wall, and his face is so close. And it's like they're not even in view of the team anymore. They can't see them. Wait, Sammy, this would have been a good one to find fanfic for. I don't know if there is any. Let me see. Let me do a quick Googles. This is where Sammy's pretending to Google, but actually she's just opening her giant folder of DCOM fanfic that she wrote herself. <laughs> Yeah, you guys you guys keep talking. I'm working on this. I There's a training montage and what kind of music is playing? Swing music because it's the oh, only yeah. good music. Oh. It's the only thing to have a montage to. This part reminded me of the movie Across the Universe when there was like the whole dancing oh. in the bowling alley scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Todd kind of has all these wonderful ideas for the bowling alley. And since, and I think they have, like, an idea to have the bowling ball. Yeah, I love the play on words. They're like, what should we name it? What should we name it? And they're like, I know. A bowling Bowling ball. Ball. And I thought it was kind of cool because here Alex and his dad are kind of struggling with the the 
bowling alley and Todd is in there with all these fresh ideas and he's like, you need some lights, you need some hanging things up, you need music, you need something going on. He was like a businessman, entrepreneur, visionary. He's like an all-around good guy. Would you say he's a golden boy? He is the golden boy. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so, like, the dad is all on board with kind of revamping the bowling alley, but Alex, for some reason, he, he doesn't want things to change. He wants it to be the same. So Alex is, Alex's friends, this is another part that really reminded me of Brink, like his friends were starting to get bummed out that he uh, was kind of giving up on them and he was yes. hanging out with Todd and becoming friends with Todd, which is kind of funny because it seems like they were the ones who were initially more open to the idea of Todd being part of their group. I, I think Alex was just taking advantage of the opportunity. He's like, okay, yeah, uh, this is going to help the bowling alley. This is going to help our school. And I like bowling, so, like, I'm going to go for this. And he did that radio show with Todd. And then afterwards they went and hung out with the popular kids to, like, vamp everyone up. Where And I think it's kind of the case in most of these things where it's, like, the kids who are trying to act like they care the least and are so deep into their subculture. It's because they're trying to mask the fact that they don't feel like they belong. So they're trying to make it so, like, make it seem like it's a choice that they yeah. don't belong. And here we get, like, the complete opposite for them, where now they're forced to be kind of that popular sport, like, because it's the most important thing going on at their school right now. Guys, there is no fan fiction. I can't. Aww. I okay. thought you were about to say, guys, I finished my fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, it's the event of the, the, the year, the bowling ball. The bowling ball. Did we talk about how, like, Todd goes around just schmoozing people into giving him things for the bowling ball? It was pretty impressive. Todd shows up to this party with an amazing mixtape. He's like, yo, now. this is lit. Put this on. We gonna have a good time. <laughs> Aerosmith's greatest hits. Oh, that would have been a different party. I like how all of his friends are just... They are the buzzkills of the party just taking up space and moping. And then Alex comes in. Alex comes in wearing sunglasses, Ugh. and they're like, ugh, who is this asshole? And it's just like, all he did was put on sunglasses. That's yeah. it. And he's having a good time and, like, getting everyone excited for what they've been working for. Alex's friends were all jerks. They couldn't be happy for Alex, like, having friends. It's not like he wasn't, like, bailing on them to go hang out with other friends. Like, we saw that with Brink, where he would, like, like cancel plans with his friends, and that's when you could understand that they were concerned for Brink. Mm -hmm. But these friends were just, like, they were so angry at Alex having friends outside well, of them. And the thing is, they could have joined in at any time. Yeah. They could have put on sunglasses and had fun too. Nobody was excluding part them. Of the bowling team. They were all just giant hipsters who were like, we're too good for this. Now this is when, after this crazy, wonderful bowling party, uh, you can tell Alex is totally into this. He's like, yeah, like I'm kind of one of the popular kids. Everything's going right. And then he's outside and he overhears some of the jocks talk and they're like ready to dump him. As soon as this whole bowling thing is over. 
Um, Alex quits the team. What are they oh, going to no. do? This part really confused me. It, they did another freeze frame here and had him like say, and this is all the things came together and I just didn't want to do it anymore. I'm like, what? But you like bowling and... This is where we got a, a couple good one-liners towards, I'm just not having any fun anymore. And then after he leaves, the one girl said, like, we're having a bad day. Just stuff <laughs> that nobody would ever say. But like, hey, guys, how you doing? I am not doing well. It's funny because this happens. Everybody freaks out. And then Todd just problem solves where he's like, okay, well, now you're going to bowl since Alex left. Todd does something very nice. And he gets legit jerseys or bowling shirts printed up with fun little nicknames and he goes to Alex's house and he's like, look, I actually care about this. I know what you guys want. You guys want real bowling shirts. Did they talk about anything else? Not, it doesn't take a lot of convincing to like get Alex back on. He, he was so sure that everybody hated him and it built up such like this thing where in his head, everybody hated him that he just needed Todd to be like, no, we're still cool, dude. Yeah. And that was it. Uh, I guess it turns out that the bowling dad and the mayor were on a team together. Was it was it basketball or was it baseball? Was it a thing? It was a sport. I feel like it was baseball. Okay. Because they're old, so. Yes, they were. So they were on a sports ball team together and they were. competing for the mighty apple against east appleton and somehow bowling dad just fumbled the ball and now they hate each other forever i wish they would have left that out it didn't add anything and they're like oh by the way we have this rivalry but we're good now i feel like it just could have had a better payoff like like at the end oh like let's be friends again or i don't know mm-hmm. i, I or even put them on opposing teams yeah it would have been much better if they were on opposing teams it would have made more sense so yeah that beef was resolved because we were all on the edge of our seats for that um there's a big bowling match yay it's finally, finally. here and is Alex going to show up or not? He did. He shows up at the last minute. And I, I, I like movies do this all the time. But where was he? Like if I'm supposed to be somewhere, just... especially a giant competition, I'm going to be like super nervous and like pacing around and worrying about it all day. I'm sure he but was he doing that. Just... He was probably like hiding off in a dressing room or like in the locker room or whatever. And just like trying to make it seem like he didn't care. They had, like, they had an announcer who was super annoying. Oh, God. Way, but he gave, like, this huge speech about how, like, every, each team has a substitute option. He's like, we don't plan on having to use that substitute option, but it's there. But we don't plan on it, but it's there. But we don't plan on it, but it's there. And it's like, okay, we know you're going to have to call on the substitutes. Like, we know that's going to be a big plot point now. Thank you for spoiling that This for us. game is closer than my shave this morning. <laughs> God, and he said something about, like, my liver can't handle it. And the guy's oh. chugging whiskey? Why can't your liver yeah. handle this? 
I get he, what they were trying to do. He honestly doing. saved the movie for me. I thought he was just so ridiculous. <laughs> I, this would have been such a boring ending to the movie if it were just like a normal bowling game, and then that was it. So <laughs> I understand why they had to have an announcer. There ends up being a split because it's bowling, and that's what happens. It's like the best way to get tension. And he takes one for the team. He's like, hey, I don't need to be the star here. Hey there, Delilah. Can you come bowl for me? Except her name's Delia. Oh. Nice Delia, who spent the entire movie like, please, God, don't make me bowl, even though she's on the bowling team (laughs) and plays bowling video games for fun. Okay, and then... So it hits the first pin and it like knocks down and I was like, okay, this is where this movie is going to make sense. They're not going to yeah. win this. Even though they tried really hard, like we're going to learn something important here. But instead they win. They completely win and everyone goes crazy and everything goes their way. Yeah. The end. Pretty much. And then they swing dance. They don't even swing dance. It's like synchronized bowling to a T, like the swing music's playing, and they're all dancing while bowling very, very well. There's a few swing dancers in the background. I didn't notice them. I was focused on how awkwardly Todd, golden boy Todd, the golden one, grabbed his mom and, like, kind of forced her to start swing dancing, and she's just kind of like, okay. weird. There were a lot of weird things. This is also the moment where Alex sees his mom and his mom's like, I love you. I'm like, he he just won a bowling game. And that was Alley Cat Strike. Yay. Oh yeah, by the way, their name was Alley Cats. (laughs) (laughs) Did we not say that? I don't think we said that. That was on the... uh... The cool shirts that yeah. they ended up getting. So, Gosh. what did we learn from this movie? <sighs> I learned that you need a very strong conflict for your movie to actually mean anything. I, okay, at the end of the movie, though, Alex says something like, "If there's someone you have like a rivalry with, it's best to work it out on the bowling alley." Okay, so maybe my issue with it is that they focused on the, quote, underdog and tried to make him the sympathetic character. Like, I think if they would have went and made Todd the central protagonist, it would have been a better movie. I think they ended up doing that. I think they kind of balanced it well where they showed you. I don't think they do. I I think they showed us Todd through Alex. I don't think they showed us Todd as Todd. At the last half of the movie, though, Todd kind of comes into his own and he tells his father at the end, he's like, look... I want to play sports because I enjoy them and I have fun. Like, I don't have to win everything. And he kind of, like, grows up and learns how to deal with that. But you are! Gina, you're the tiebreaker. Yes. What do you think? Uh, Overall, I liked it. It was a bit monotone. I I guess that is a good word for it. Like, uh, maybe because I know it's Disney, like, I knew the conflict was minimal. So that's why I was like, okay, like, this is going to get resolved this way. I did think there were going to be different payoffs. Like, I thought um, the girl bowler were, were going to be a little flirtier. I thought the parents were going, like, the rivalry of the parents was going to have a better payoff. Yeah, maybe it was a matter of them moving what their goal was so many times, if they hadn't done that. Yeah. It got not, confusing. Like, after you guys brought it up, like, it did seem like 
they couldn't decide who the main character was. Sammy, did you learn any lessons from Ali Cat's strike? With the power of true love, you can win everything. Aww. <laughs> true love and friendship. No, just true They're love. Just Romantic true love. Carnal <laughs> desire. Okay, well that got weird. <laughs> Let's give it, before we give it our ratings, I have an IMDb review. So this IMDb review is from Lukey14 at AOL.com from March of 2000. The movie Alley Cat Strike is a made-for-TV movie on the Disney Channel. Now some of you may be saying, why is a 16-year-old girl watching things on Disney Channel? Besides the reason that I am a kid at heart, I honestly think they have good entertainment for the young and old. This movie starts off about those retro teens and their love for bowling and leads into having them plus the golden child of their town defending the mighty apple trophy from their arch rivals. It's such a cute movie with a great cast. I really loved it and I recommend it to anyone that loves good movies. Aww. Honestly, guys, I kind of agree. Guys, why is a 16-year-old girl watching things on the Disney Channel? That's a good question. I was a 16-year-old girl watching things on the Disney Channel. Grow up. When did you guys, like, stop? (laughs) Uh, Probably Um, when I I left home. (laughs) Well, this morning I was watching Liv and Maddie, so there you go. Um, So, Josh, you want to give us your rating? Oh. I would give this maybe, like, a six. Um, That's lower than I thought you'd give it. I mean, a six is still positive. It's not negative. I liked it. It was okay. It's more memorable than some of the ones we've had. But I still, like, probably won't care about this one. And I don't really care to rewatch it ever again. I'm gonna give it, um... I'll give the movie as a whole a five, but I'm gonna give the soundtrack probably a nine. And I'm probably going to listen to it at work tomorrow. I think I'm going to agree with Josh on the six. That seems about right. I think it's, uh, I think it was a really fun movie to watch, and I wouldn't mind sitting down and watching it again. I'm not going to go out of my way for it. Uh, but there was no point part of this movie that I was like, uh, this is miserable and I don't want to be watching anymore. I would probably rate it. I want to rate it a five, but I will give it the six with that bonus point for the soundtrack. So we're doing Rip Girls next. Uh, Rip Girls is about a team of skydivers, and it's in reference to the ripcord, but, like, they have a death pact where one of them doesn't get a real one. So, like, when they pull the ripcord, nothing happens, and then, like, they die. What? So it's also also a play on R.I.P. Girls. Yeah, because one of them dies. Right, right, right. Well, you're... Once again, 100% accurate, Lori. Perfect. Batten, 1 million percent. That's all we've got. Yes. Thanks to your guest host. Yes, Yay. thank you, Gina. Thank you. <laughs> You've been a Bring delight. You. Thanks for letting me come hang out. Well, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of We're Potting This Together. Next week, surf's up for Rip Girls. If you have any questions, comments, or memories of your favorite Disney Channel original movies, you can find us on social media or email us at potinthistogether at gmail.com. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review. Later!